You are listening to WBCR 660 AM Radio. Up next, a brand new episode of the Friends of the Bone Jarrett presents the Amateur Sleuthing Hour. Welcome to another installment of Friends of the Bone Chariot presents the Amateur Sleuthing Hour. Where mysteries abound. No longer. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm your host, Fran. Welcome, friends of the Friends of the Bone Chariot. Ah, yes. The Amateur Sleuthing Hour, as always, is sponsored by Metamucil. Thank you, Metamucil. We love you. We are joined today by our producer, Justine Sweetman, who is in the booth. Hello, friends. Hello, Hello, Justine. Justine. Every week on WBCR 660 AM radio, amateur sleuths from across the country call in and leave us voicemails detailing their mysteries. And we call them back live on the air to see how it went. Or perhaps how it's going. All right, let's start the calls. Our first voicemail comes from a writer with a nocturnal visitor. Hi there, my name is Diane Smith, but um, you may know me better by my name, Duplume. Jean Guberstein. That's a combination of my favorite candy and my favorite author, Mr. R.L. Stein. Anyhow, in case you can't tell, I'm an aspiring novelist, currently working on an amazing romance tale about a um, well, a late middle-aged woman uh, struggling with her sexuality. On vacation, she's visited by an incubus which uh, for the layman is a male demon of folklore who has intercourse with sleeping women. Anyways, uh, they begin a surprisingly tender ongoing relationship. And um, I'm, I'm confident it's my best work, but I'm calling because um, I'm currently doing a month-long stint at the notoriously haunted Marshall House Hotel in Savannah, Georgia. For inspiration, and um, you'll never believe this, but I believe life may be imitating art. I've been waking up to discover what I would call lewd or suggestive messaging on the bathroom mirror. Statements like, go on, girl, just wag them fat titties round and round. Or, yoo-hoo, this little ghost wiener's looking for a hole. Know anybody? Needless to say, it has been a wild ride, and um, I would just love to explore this whole situation further with your group. Take care now. Hi, Dan. You're live with Fran and Andy. Um, hi. How are you? Uh, Hi, Diane. Do you prefer Diane, or is it Jean? I I think we're mostly going to be speaking from a personal place, so you're free to call me Diane. This feels vulnerable. It feels true. Wow. Diane, thank you so much for calling in, and it sounds like you certainly have quite a mystery on your hands. (laughs) When I'm waking up in the morning, I appear to be covered in some sort of goo. Mm. I I believe that they call it an ectoplasm. Plasm. Plasma. Where exactly do you find this this ectoplasm? Oh, I'm 
absolutely soaked in the stuff. I would say it's like um like a watered down yogurt. Wow. Oh. Okay. That is absolutely revolting. Uh, it's frightening is what it is. And it's it's sticky in a way that I wasn't expecting. I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with a a board game. I, I We could call it a board game. A game from maybe the 1990s. I want to say it's like a Hasbro Brothers sort of. Basically, the game is called Don't Wake Daddy. Oh, yes. I'm very familiar with Don't Wake Daddy. No, I'm not. Can you describe um, it for me and any of our listeners who might not understand? Um, There's no real board to it. But essentially, uh, children are playing a game where they push a button hoping not to uh, activate a spring-loaded man in a bed from slipping into an aroused position. Uh, he's been woken suddenly. But I, that's the closest uh, comparison I can make to what's happening to me. I'm, don't wake daddy, springing to life in my bed. I'm seeing flashes of light and experiencing a massive, massive uh, sort of uh, v- vaginal pleasure. Wow. Uh, the goo is uh, part of all of that. Well, Diane, you're in luck because here at WBCR 660, we happen to have our own in-house paranormal expert. Yes, let's welcome Father Reese, host of The Priest in His Shadow, which airs every Sunday at 8 p.m. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Mm. Hello, Father. Welcome. Hello. Lord be with you. Father Reese, thank you for taking the time to to join us today. It's a pleasure to work with you, uh, Father, Your Honor. Um, I did want to confirm there is absolutely humping. Yes. Um, More from my position, I guess I would say. That's a shame to hear, but, um, you know, I've done about a decade worth of field research on this type of material, and I know exactly what she's describing. Recently, I actually just went to what's known as the crypt. It's a set of catacombs beneath the Knockdown Center in New York City. You know, as soon as I crossed a threshold into what I believed was an abandoned chapel, I felt an intense change in the temperature. It was terribly hot and humid, and there was a smell like a pungent musk. Sort of a yogurt? Yes. It's all about the environment, you see, the experience. For me, there were no flashes of light. You know, it was so dark, I couldn't see anything, but I could hear, you know, the groans and moans of the damned. I spent hours there collecting plasma sample after plasma sample, sometimes from two, three, four, or I don't even know how many poltergeists at the same time. Uh, n- what I've learned is, is that you can tell if the spirit has consumed pineapple. Oh, so you're suggesting I eat the goo? That might give you insight into whether it's malevolent and wishing you harm, or if it wants to aid you in some way or it needs your help. This is incredibly helpful, Father Reese. I guess I, my follow-up question to all of this is, Diane, do you, what do you think you're going to do next? Are you going to stick it out? Is this going to be maybe a long-term thing? You know, I have to confess that as a woman at my age who's never had a romantic experience, what finding this strange pleasure has been really exciting, um, something I thought wasn't possible for me. Thank you for your vulnerability. We appreciate it. We really do. This is a safe space for sleuths. You know, to be a good artist, you have to be willing to put it all on the line. And um, I think I might be falling in love with the ghost. <laughs> Diane, I just want to say I, I'm, I am proud of you. This is beautiful. Diane, listen, Mm -hmm. it's easy to beat yourself up when you're in love. 
It's easy to beat yourself up when that love happens to be with a ghost. I don't think I would have ever come to this conclusion on my own without the help of your expertise. Wow, this has been a beautiful, transcendent call. Diane, thank you so much for calling the Amateur Sleuthing Hour. And hey, invite us to the wedding. <laughs> I will. <laughs> will I ever? WBCR is sponsored by the generosity of our listeners, but mainly our corporate sponsors. Mayfield. Mayfield. A fresh new way to smoke. Mayfield cigarettes. The newest thing to happen to smoking. Mayfield. With just enough menthol to mellow out the smoke without blurring the taste of that good tobacco. Mayfield. And with the new patented Mayfield filter, Mayfield gives you the reassurance of superfiltration. Mayfield leaves your mouth clean, fresh, moist. Try Mayfield and discover the smooth satisfaction of Mayfield. Our next sleuther is in a bit of a pickle. All right. Oh, wait, it's a zucchini. Never mind. Hey, uh, I'm calling him with a mystery I have been trying to solve for months now. Every time I park my car at night, right? When I wake up in the morning, the back seat is full of zucchini. Just like full of zucchini. I have no idea what is happening. Like half a case last time. It was like half a case. Did you hear that? It was like half a case last time. There's so much zucchini. There's no box or anything. It's just like a bunch of zucchini dumped in the car. It's just like a bunch of zucchini dumped in the car. So me and my husband were trying to figure out what's going on. Um, it was in a Winn-Dixie bag that one time. It was in a Winn-Dixie bag that one time. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just piles of zucchini. So, um... Yeah, wish us luck. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi. Yes, yes. Hello, caller who did not give us a name. I'm dying to know what has developed since you left that voicemail. Well, gosh, uh, truly, this mystery just keeps getting deeper and deeper and stranger and stranger. We really, we can't figure it out. Who are you talking to? Sorry, I'm talking to the bone chariot. Okay. Sorry. Hi, guys. Sorry about that. Wow. What do you do with the zucchinis? Oh, that is a good question, man. As I think anyone that's uh, that's ever lived on or near a farm knows, you just there's no, there's just too much zucchini. Mm. You always have too much zucchini. So uh, what are you gonna do with all that zucchini? What are you gonna do with all that zucchini? Yeah. So we make muffins, we make breads, we make pastas, we make zoodles. You ever had a zoodle? I've had. Did you know you can make noodles out of zucchinis? I have. They're delicious. Tell them about the muffins. Did I tell them about the muffins? Yeah, I told them about the muffins. Oh, yeah. I told I told you about the muffins. Yeah, we make we make zucchini muffins. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't sound like the worst mystery for you guys. It's starting to feel like more of a burden than a blessing at this point, uh, if I'm being honest with you. But, you know, y- you learn to make do, uh, and we've been making do. And speaking of making do, shout out again to our sponsor, Metamucil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm stumped. I- I- I'm-, I'm just about stumped. I- it- these zucchinis could be coming from anywhere. I'm, you know, Fran, I wish we had some sort of expert here who might be able to help us Justine, do we? Could could we call in an expert for this? Um, Why, yes, Fran. WBCR 660, as always, has an adequate legal expert on call. That's great. Father Reese, welcome. Wait, so is this priest a paranormal expert and a lawyer? Is this the same guy? Yes, it's the same. It's me again. Okay. Wow. All right. So what do you got for us? Oh, this one's easy. Catherine, are you in Nebraska? Oh, yeah. 
So you may not be aware, but there's actually a blue law that if you are in possession of zucchini on a Sunday, it's legally considered a dildo. So what I think is happening is that farmers who have excess product and don't want to be fined, so they're essentially leaving a bag of dicks in the back of your car. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what? So I'm sorry, could Catherine be arrested for this? 100% she could be arrested. Really? Wow. I guess I'm going to have to do a little research. I, I'm still a little confused on, on how the... Uh... Babe, they say the zucchinis are, uh, are marital aids. How's that? Marital AIDS. Now, now, that's according to who? Nebraska, the state of Nebraska. That's what they talk about in the state house up there. That's what they talk about in the state house up there. That's crazy. Wow. Well, it seems like we've been a real help today. Yeah, we have solved your mystery. I guess I just got to make a lot more muffins, huh? This is WBCR 660. The following is a preview of WBCR's Time Capsule, a showcase of programming from the golden age of radio. Welcome, dear listeners. I am Cornelius Twilliger, and this is Words from Worlds Beyond. I am of the great privilege to present to you all a reading from the rarest of all texts, the Naturum de Manteau, Sumerian Book of the Dead. I must say, the book actually has quite the smell. I think the binding, which is a very odd leather, is not properly cured. No matter. With my translations complete, I will read aloud to all of you now the words no mortal has heard for thousands of years. Listeners, brace yourselves. Tunda astrata muntos illiterates Yes, Nathaniel. Listeners, I apologize. My producer seems to find it fitting to interrupt me during my reading. Nathaniel, please, I must continue. Nathaniel, what is so Funny, have I read some ancient Sumerian gutbuster? Hmm. I continue. Illiteratazio. Going to die, Cornelius. Yes, but of course all men must leave this mortal coil. Save us your philosophical musings. Now, be a good chap and bring me a pack of Mayfields, as I fear my mouth has gone quite dry and there is much more to go. Tunda. Astra Your soul is ours, Cornelius. It is Tune in this morning at 5 a.m. for the special presentation of the unaired last episode of Words from Worlds Beyond. Hi, friends of the Bone Chariot. I have something of an odd mystery that I stumbled upon. I'm a musician, a professional pianist, A hobby-slash-obsession of mine is that I love to hunt for vintage instruments at, like, estate sales and auctions and whatnot. There's this Concord Mission-style player piano from 1909 that came from an estate sale that I'm looking at right now in the corner of my studio. You can set it to play your own music. It's one of my prized possessions. Long story short, I find myself at an estate sale about an hour or so outside the city. There's this framed photo on the wall of a young man playing the piano in a concert hall. 
It looked pretty ancient. The estate sale manager mentioned that's the brother who died a long time ago, and that he used to live in the basement. Down in the basement, there was an upright piano that was just smashed to hell. There's an old beat-up piano bench and a small bed, neatly made in the corner, and there's pretty much nothing else. The piano was an absolute ruin, definitely beyond saving. Why destroy it? But the bench caught my eye, and I had to have it. Now I'm staring at this old, beat-up bench sitting before my beautiful, walnut Steinway grand piano, and the bench is plain wood, faded and brown, no seat pad, really uncomfortable looking. But like many piano benches, the seat flips open to a built-in storage space for like music and pencils and whatever. Inside the bench, there's sheet music. Pages upon pages of music, handwritten, no title, every sheet numbered. Signed only R. Dalton on the last page. Once I started reading, I couldn't stop. It's like no piece of music I've ever come across. Before I even finished the second page, my hands basically just started moving on their own, playing along on my piano. Now, I don't really remember how long I was in my studio, but when I looked up from the music, it was fully dark outside. I was hot, sweating. My hands and fingers were raw, almost to bleeding. It was like waking up from a fever dream. I didn't sleep well that night. The nights after haven't been much better either, to be honest. This music... It's like a drill in my brain now, always repeating endlessly. I hear it all the time. I dream of it. Who is R. Dalton? Did he write this music, or did he copy it down from somewhere? I haven't been able to find anything about him anywhere. I hope you can call me back to help me find him. Please. Thank you. I haven't been able to reach this caller, but bear with me while I try again. I'll uh, call back later. Okay. Right. Our next caller has a fire in the sky and in her backyard. Hello. Hey, Bone Chariot. This is your girl, Trixie Williams. Wanted to kind of loop you guys into this, like, mystery thing I'm sleuthing on. It's going on in my backyard, so I've kind of just appointed myself to go check it out. It's all these weird lights, paranormal lights, like electric green lights, yeah, very kind of alien vibes, very UFO core going on in my backyard. So I'm going to like grab my machete on Tuesday and um, just see what's popping off in the woods. I I just want to be safe, you know, so I'm going to go check it out. All right. Bye, guys. Trixie, welcome to the Amateur Sleuthing Hour brought to you by Metamucil. Welcome, Trixie. 
I'm dying to get an update. What did you find out in the woods? Oh, it was wild. It was so wild. So I went out there with my machete and it was kind of heavy. So I ended up just leaving it in the woods, like outside my house. Unarmed, okay. And then I thought it was really strange just walking along in the woods and I got sucked up in the air. It was a total accident, the alien that sucked me up and abducted me. But I actually hung out there on the spaceship and I had a good time. Now we're like in this imagination ship and it's just... Did you say imagination ship? Yeah, it's like a situation ship, but it's less than. Yeah. Wow, so you were abducted by aliens. Oh, it was so much fun. Like, their bodies are a little bit different than ours. They have more holes. Wow. Like, they can eat through the holes and also, like, penetrate, things like that. That's a... Then um, I fornicated on a waterbed, but it was, like, kind of floating. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was so much fun. So are you back on Earth? I am. I've been busy, busy since I've been back. Um, it's so awkward, but I got um, an ET STD. Mm. And I've been to a lot of like doctor's appointments. So have you had any contact with them since? He hasn't followed up to make any plans. And it's like, I know he's busy kind of touring different parts of the Earth. What a hot shot, huh? Yeah, it does sound like a classic hot shot. I'm over here dealing with this ET STD. Lights are permeating out of my genitals. It's lights. Well, you know, I was wondering about that, but it's lights. And bumps. And and what was that? Bumps. Bumps and lights. There's bumps and lights. That's really incredible. Yeah, and initially I was just like more concerned with the lights going on in my backyard. But now I have like lights from my own body. So it's just... Going on downstairs, yeah. Right, exactly. Like my, my own backyard, as they say. My front yard. It goes out the front yard? Um... I'm assuming the sex was good. Um. Oh, okay. Um. Well, surprising. Well, we were floating. So, I mean, that kind of makes a difference. It's not about the size of the wave. It's about the pressure and the pull. Yeah, we were in a waterbed. So, I guess that yeah. makes, I think that makes sense. Thank you, Trixie, for sharing this story. It's, it's harrowing. Ugh. Wow. And we want to say thank you to our sponsor, Metamucil. Um, Metamucil does help protect against STDs. That is a scientific fact. Metamucil, scientifically proven to cure STDs both of this world and worlds beyond. So, Trixie, you go full hog on that muse. Yes, absolutely. It was such a pleasure being here. Thank you to Bone Chariot. You guys are so amazing. <laughs> okay, thank you, Trixie. Bye, y'all. Thanks so much. This is WBCR 660 AM Radio. And now, a word to our sponsor. Dear Amazon, where is our money? You know you owe us. I thought we had a deal, Jeff. You said we had a deal. We all heard you. Did you lie? Why would you lie? Give us the $2 million you promised us. We've checked the mail every day, and there is still no money. We ordered a toaster three hours ago, and it just now arrived. How did it arrive so fast? Where is the money? If we were to review you, Amazon, we'd give you no stars. Can you give no stars? Hmm... Give us the money, Amazon, and we'll give you a five-star review on being our corporate sponsor. Give us the money, Jeff. 
Hey, friends. Do you believe in the power of love? The what? Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. I had this guy introduce himself as Marty come by my house earlier this week, and he hasn't asked for money or anything. He introduced himself as my grandson, and I can't tell if he's just wearing streetwear or he actually is from the future, and he hasn't asked for money or anything, but I swear he's trying to f*** my wife. I've had a vasectomy. I don't know who this guy is, but he does seem to know a lot about me. Anything you can do to help clarify. Thanks. Oh my, hi. Hi, yeah. Thanks for reaching back out. Tell us a little bit more about Marty. I, You know, he came by a couple more times. He was just as insistent. No real follow-up, though. He just sort of disappeared after that. Hmm. Just to clarify, what is he insisting on? What's the language he's using? It, it started out very clinical. He goes on this whole thing about being from the future. He has to fuck my wife. It, 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 it sounds nonsensical, but it's just peppered with all these details about me that he seems to know. Hmm. It's really unsettling. Like, uh, like what details? And also, did you happen to see what kind of car he drives? It, it may have been a del- now that I think about it, but the, it had the little the Lamborghini-style doors. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. He's just he's got a good handle on my professional history. He seems to know when I met my wife and where I where I grew up, where I went to school. And he talks about me with a familiarity that you would think would be practiced, but I don't know. I've never seen this guy before up until a couple of weeks ago. That that is kind of strange. Did he happen to ask your wife or be asked by your wife to an under the sea dance at the local high school? You know, it did come up. Wow, it did. I, I'm sorry. I just right away. Um, John, have you seen the movie? Ba- no, I, I haven't seen it. John, no need to thank us, but we happen to have a time travel expert on the line. Well, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. All right. Here's a mystery for me to solve. It's Father Reese. Peace be with you. You're a priest, a lawyer, and also a scientist specializing in time travel? Jesus Christ. I don't know why this is so hard for you to just... Except that I am extremely well-studied and accomplished. Wow. Okay, all right. That is really extraordinary. Yeah, okay, okay, all right, yeah. We don't really know much about the science behind time travel, but generally how time travel works is that you stand near a standing stone and you get really horny, and then you get sent back in time to, like, fulfill that horniness. So, for example, I went back in time once. I stood by a standing stone. I wanted to myself. Went back in time. We hooked up. It didn't really work out because we're both tops, but you know what I mean? That's how time travel works. All right. All right. Yeah. Wow. That was a great call. What we've deduced here is that this might be your classic bad So we want to thank you, John, so much for calling. Best of luck to you and your wife and to Marty. And so, yeah, we just want to say thank you. Well, thank you. I'll let you guys know how this goes. Yeah, please do. Awesome. And thanks again to Metamucil. Friends, this one's a good old-fashioned murder mystery. Hi, friends of the Bone Chariot. My name is Stephanie Miller. I'm calling from Dayton, Ohio, and I'm calling because the most amazing thing happened to me. I witnessed a murder, like a real, like, stab stab, like, ah, you know, murder. And, you know, since the dumb, dumb cops in my town can't seem to figure it out, My boyfriend, Steve, thinks it's up to me because, like, I figure out all the mysteries. And I'm so detail-oriented. Like, we watched Citizen Kane in our film history class. And when that old guy dropped his crystal ball and said, like, Rosebug or whatever, I was like, what a good name for a sled. And, like, ruined the film for everyone. So, 
Since I'm such a regular Nancy Drew, I mean, not my words, my boyfriend Steve tells me I'm such a Nancy Drew. He even called me Nancy once when we were making out, which is like kind of weird, but like either way, I am going to solve and crush this mystery so hard and you absolutely have to call me back. Oh my God, call me back. Stephanie, you're on the air with Fran and Andy. Um, Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the Amateur Sleuthing Hour. Yeah, whatever. Um... You'll have to forgive me. You sounded so excited about this mystery. Well, I don't know. It was a mystery. It was a murder when you called. I mean, I guess just my life's over. That's all. It's nothing big. Oh. Turns out my boyfriend, Steve, is more like my boyfriend, Sleaze. He's cheating on me with Nancy Baker from Sci-Fi. Oh, no. Oh, so she had, that was the Nance, the Nance. I mean, I knew that he had partial face blindness. I just didn't think it would happen with me. Okay, so I want to be sensitive to um, what's going on. Can you elaborate on the the face? I mean, it's like you can like see someone's face, but then you can't and and they think it's someone different. So do you think that he didn't realize he was hooking up with Nancy or was it intentional? I mean, at this point, I don't even know. It's just been really hard. This girl from my class, she was stabbed like 17 times. Wow, and you saw that? Yeah, and it's like, and here someone's willing to just stab this really normie girl that many times. Like, is that more passionate than what I had? Has the murder been solved? No. Do you know who the, does anyone know who the, no one, okay, so that remains unsolved. (sighs) Yeah. Do you have any clues or any leads? I, I mean, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear about your boyfriend and the, the Nancy... Ex-boyfriend. The, the ex-boyfriend and the Nancy face blindness. Yeah, you know, I have to say, if you're going through a heartbreak, nothing is better for a broken heart than solving a mystery. I mean, I've been trying because the killer dragged the body to this like really secluded spot in the woods. And I went there at night and... All I could think about was just, like, what a romantic setting. Like, if someone was going to, like, even if they were going to murder me, like, I would like to be taken to a romantic secluded place. You can tell he dragged her from, like, under her arms, so it's like he didn't want to damage her head. It's just, it's so romantic, and I just feel, like, jealous or something. It's so crazy. No, no, that that's not crazy. That's not crazy at all. Yeah, no, you're 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 in good company here. We understand. Yeah, that sounds totally normal. Mm. Just kind of pivot a little bit to the stabbing part. It seems like that lasted a while. Did you follow them into the woods or? I was at the diner with my my ex boyfriend Steve, and I heard this like noise outside. So I kind of saw it happening, but like wow. I didn't know if they were just like dancing. So. I didn't really think anything of it. And then when he started to drag her, I was like, hold up. I got to go outside and like get some air. And it was like really easy to follow the trail of blood. Like there was a lot. You know, I think that if we've learned anything from this poor person's murder is that you're too good for Steve. Who just sits there eating his burger while you go out for air and end up walking into the woods? He needs to be with you, holding your hand, making sure that you're getting the air that you need. Or even like holding under my shoulders to drag me or something. One day, if you really sleuth hard enough, you'll find that person who's willing to stab you 17 times and drag you into the woods. I mean, should I like write a misconnection or something? 
it's not a bad idea. I, I mean, maybe he's just like out there in the woods waiting for me, you know, or she. I'm like, I'm kind of into both. So, wow. Slew through the mysteries of your own heart. Thanks, guys. I'm sorry I let you down without solving this mystery. I just didn't feel like very much of a Nancy Drew anymore. Listen, you don't need to be a Nancy. You just need to be you. You know what, Stephanie? Hold your head high. You just keep your head up. Thanks. Thanks. It really means a lot. Bye, Stephanie. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Every Sunday at 8 p.m., tune in to WBCR 660 AM for The Priest and His Shadow. Don't tempt me, Satan! Willing to do anything for his research. Oh, I think somebody's asking for an exorcism. Actually, it's Father. Father Reese's holy crusade brings him tet to tet Is this the line for the bathroom? Oh. Oh. The aimless, wandering souls of men. Come now, Jesus, come now, come! And plunges him deep into their supernatural. While we were busy solving our last caller's mystery, we received another voicemail from the piano man. Uh, We're going to do something a bit different and listen to it together for the first time, live on the air. How long has it been since I called? Weeks, I think. Oh, God, I don't really know. It's just an endless waking nightmare now. That song. It's rotten. And now I'm rotten, too. It's all I think about. It's all I hear in my head. When I'm not at my piano, my fingers twitch and tingle like when your leg falls asleep. I'm hungry. All the time. But food revolts me now. My gums are aching and they bleed. Something is eating me alive inside. It only seems to stop when I play. When I play, I fall into this fugue state. I don't know where I go. I even programmed my player piano with R. Dalton's cursed song. Thought maybe if I could hear the music, I'd help somehow. That was a mistake. When I turned the player piano on, I saw things in the room. Things I can't describe. My studio dissolved into darkness, like a veneer that fell away into a portal of hell. In that darkness, something was there, staring into me, and it was hungry. I smashed that player piano, screamed until my voice went hoarse as I destroyed it, smashed it into pieces as I wept. I almost smashed my Steinway grand piano, but I realized that my studio was back to normal and stopped myself. I grabbed every sheet of that music and threw it all in the fireplace and I watched it burn. Drank myself to sleep next to the fire and for one moment, I felt like it might be okay. That it might be finally over. I woke up sitting at my Steinway. I'm sitting there now, in fact. And before me, there are fresh pages of sheet music. Handwritten. No title. Every sheet numbered. 
on the last page is a signature. It's my signature. Please help me. Someone please help me. Um, while I try to reach the piano man, uh, I'm going to play the next voicemail. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Hi, friends of the Bone Chariot. My name is Parker Sirloin Jr., but I've always been called Cutlet. I've been seeing a shrink for a few sessions now. Well, let's just say with each session, it's been more and more revealing. That is, it has been revealed to me that something ain't right. First fact, it always takes place in the woods, rain or shine. Second fact, shoes are optional. Now, I ain't a prude, but I've been new boot goofing and I don't like to expose my toes to the elements. Third fact, I've never actually seen my therapist. Well, I mean, I've seen him, but he keeps it dodgy and shifty-like. Usually peers at me from behind trees, or he will emerge 50 yards away, which I interpret as a sign to keep talking. But now that I think about it, my only indication to continue to self-analyze is an encouraging gurgle. We also have engaged in primal screaming techniques, which I do find to be helpful, but other than that, the fella is mute. So my question for y'all is, do you think it's all a hoax, or should I continue to roll with these unconventional healing methods? Welcome to the show, Cutlet. It is so nice to have you on the call, Cutlet. First of all, I just would like to commend you for going to therapy, you know, doing the work. Mm -hmm. Friends, let me tell you, it means so much to have your support. How did you find this therapist? I did some Google searching. It was actually the first uh, ad, uh, the uh, first, uh, the first, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Link? Th- Search result. The first, yes, thank you. This first, exactly. Uh, it was the first one that popped up. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked that I couldn't see a picture. It, it made me feel that there was a sense of preserving anonymousness. Mm. You know, even though I'm here talking to y'all today, I, I didn't really want to put myself on blast. Wow. Speaking of on blast, just a shout out again to our sponsor, Metamucil. What I now do is I go into the woods and I completely strip down to my bare parts. I, you know, I let loose. Hmm. That could be covering yourself with dirt, ripping the head off of some small vermin. Wow. Stalking whatever comes across your path. Just to confirm, is this at the direction of this therapist or is this just something that you yourself have taken the initiative to explore? Well, I noticed my therapist was doing these things. So I said, well, shoot, why don't I give it a go? Mm, That's really amazing. The two of you are running through the woods, butt naked, screaming, tearing the heads off vermin, rolling around in the mud. That's what you're doing once a week. Correct. Have you gotten a better look at your therapist at this point? No, he keeps his distance. Cutlet, have you guys spoken English to each other? The the gurgling and the, you know, the yodeling and the Mm. kind of noises that I hear continuously. That's about as close as we come. Wow, friend, you know, I'm just going to go out on a ledge here and say this sounds to me like it might be Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah, I thought the same thing, Andy. Mm. I was just thinking maybe we need to bring in an expert. Friends, you're not going to believe this. WBCR 660 actually has a cryptozoology expert on staff. Wow. It's, it's pronounced cryptozoology. Hello, Father Reese. The gurgling is probably really? what I think is Do the most telling sign. Now, what people don't commonly yeah, know is that big feet or big foot is actually a relict Neanderthal. That means that it's a population that... My, my apologies. Um, I have to cut in. Uh, I've got the piano man. Uh, Father Cutlet, hang tight. Uh, we'll be right back with you. <laughs> Hello? Caller? <laughs> 
Hello. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Stop, 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 hang up. Okay. Father Reese, are you and there? Beowulf. When I said they present the cannibalistic qualities, it's because they're, it's not malicious. It's more just. I'm sorry to interrupt, but do you think that this could be Bigfoot, that Bigfoot still walks? As I was saying at the start of this conversation, there really isn't a Bigfoot creature. It's a relict Neanderthal. In your professional opinion, have you ever heard the case of a relic Neanderthal becoming a registered and certified therapist and providing therapy services, and not to mention having a pretty great SEO strategy for being the first result on a therapist search, but have you heard of such a thing? It's not impossible. Mm. The evidence from Ibn Vanlan's manuscript suggests okay, that they have so a complex culture. Thank you so much for your culture. time. I'm going to ask us to hang up on... <laughs> Yeah. Fran, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. And Cutlet, are you still on the line? We haven't heard from you for a minute. Are you still, are you, are you still there, Cutlet? <laughs> yes, I'm still here. I may have just stepped outside for a brief moment. Continue. Were you running? You sound awfully... Was I naked? Oh, cut... No, no the clothes have come back on. Wow. That is... Uh, there might have been so, some brief nudity. Cutlet... For a possible moment. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. Go for it. If it's working for you, Cutlet, go for it. Go for it. Run through those woods. Snap those skulls. Defecate as you run. Do what you have to do. Buy more Metamucil. Thank you so much, Cutlet. This honestly was inspiring. Um, I'm interested in maybe joining this therapy, Andy. Maybe we could do that one weekend. I think so. I have a surplus of dimes. Um, That's a whole other mystery that that maybe we can dive into another time. Thanks again for calling the Friends of the Bone Chariot. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure, y'all. Well, I think we've done some phenomenal work this week. Yeah. We made some friends, mended some hearts, and most importantly, solved some mystery. Eh, the one. This has been Friends of the Bone Chariot presents the Amateur Sleuthing Hour on WBCR 660 AM radio. Thanks for listening. This is Fran. And Andy. And Justine. Signing off until next week. Stay sleuthing, sleuthers. Thank you for listening to WBCR 660. Listeners, it is 2 a.m., which means the airwaves now belong to Late Night's favorite DJ, Slim Rick. And I am here to bring you another sultry three-hour affair of after-hour jams to listen to with your man. Tonight, it's songs for moms and the sons who love them. So get nice and tucked in, cause the night is oh so young.
Friends of the Bone Chariot presents The Amateur Sleuthing Hour was written and improvised by Andy Diaz, Francis Lee, Sam Reese, Joshua Storms, and Justine Sweetman. With special guests, Devin Bockrath as Diane Guberstein, Catherine Thomas as the Zucchini Hoarder, Heather Harrison as the alien abductee, John Elsesser as the man who's never seen Dana Byerly as Stephanie, definitely not Nancy, Sophie Worm as Cutlet, and Ethel Romero as the Piano Man. Music and sound design by Joshua Storms. Our beautiful website is bonechariot.com. You can contact us through the old man with no name who lives by the swamp. Tell him we sent you. Bring cash. This podcast was not actually sponsored by Metamucil. But if you're listening, Metamucil, we will happily accept your money. Okay, uh, you're all recording? All right. Yep. Yep. Okay, so... I'm going to do count off, then we'll count together. One, two, two three, three, four. Why don't you do three, two, one, and then we'll do one, two, three, four, clap. Okay. Three, two, okay. one. One, one, one two, two, three, three four. four. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Okay. I think All that was right. perfect. That'll be we so easy it. for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Timing Amazing. was incredible. I can't wait to listen to that.